You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Welcome to this week's episode on Murder Speaks. I got a call from my brother, and he said, uh, Karen's been murdered. I was just horrified. It was obviously difficult. Anger was, was the primary emotion. I felt like someone just punched me in the stomach, and I couldn't catch my breath, and I had to sit down because it was just so unbelievable. Today's real crime story is about 39-year-old Karen Pinnell. The morning of October 11, 2003, Karen's body was found in the kitchen. Her boyfriend, Tim Permenter, found her and called 911. I had a moment of emergency. I just came over here and I found her. There's blood everywhere. And the police. <laughs> please, please hurry. She was pronounced dead at the scene. She was stabbed over 14 times. Karen was found to have multiple stab wounds to her torso and to both arms. Somebody that knew her killed her. Her legs were contorted. There's blood on the walls. There was blood spatter across the room. It's crazy. And then all of a sudden I look right above her on the wall. There's this beautifully printed word. The police found the name Rock, R-O-C, written on the wall in blood. There was a significant amount of blood. It appeared as though she had put up a fight because she had injuries on various parts of her body, some of which could be categorized as defensive. It looked like she fought like a cat in a bag. There was a pizza box in the kitchen. We also ended up finding out that there was a pizza box that was inside the kitchen. It appeared as though Karen just had a couple pieces. On the pizza box, the receipt was taped to it. It was delivered at 8.48 p.m. that night. The police talked to Tim Permenter. As far as her knowing about his prior record, they told her about it. Not right off the bat, but shortly thereafter. Tim told us that she said everything was fine, that they were, in fact, thinking about getting engaged. Tim has an alibi. He had stopped by her house probably around 7.30 in the evening. She had to work the next day, so he didn't stay, and he left. He says George was gonna go up to his girlfriend's house up in Moon Lake, and he said George invited him to come up. And Tim spent the night up there and left at like nine in the morning. He tells police he went to Pasco County and spent the night. Tim tells police he left at 7.30 p.m. George said we were sitting out on the porch and finally it was, you know, midnight. We had a couple drinks, I guess. It was time to go to, you know, to sleep. And George said Tim spent the night sleeping on a futon. The police also talked to Karen's ex-boyfriend, Rock. He was surprised and shocked to learn about Karen's death. Rock did tell us that his relationship with Karen was sometimes violent. The police take DNA samples and take photographs. Rock's DNA doesn't match any DNA from the crime scene. And they ran Rock's cell phone records. His phone was in another area, so Rock is cleared. Tim Permenter had a police record, and he told police that Karen knew about it. The police find out that Karen didn't know about Tim's record. 
there was a domestic altercation between her and Tim. And the police officer ran his record and saw what his criminal history was and told Karen about it. And per the police officer, that was the first time Karen knew about that. Fingerprints were found on the pizza box. After further examination, the police find out that rock was written on top of dry blood spatter. Rock was written on top of dried spatter. A time lapse had occurred. Two pieces of pizza were missing, but Karen didn't have any pizza in her stomach when she died. During the autopsy, they examined the contents of her stomach and was only liquid. Karen Pinnell didn't have any pizza in her stomach. Well, there was pizza missing out of that pizza box. So we knew somebody touched it. They pulled Tim's fingerprints off the pizza box. There was a dark, deep purple fingerprint against a cardboard box. Tim told police he left the house at 7.30 p.m. But the pizza was delivered at 8.48 p.m. His fingerprints couldn't be on that pizza box unless he was there at 9 o'clock. It contradicted what Tim had told us. And Tim called his roommate at 9.30 p.m. near the residence. Upon reviewing the records, it showed that Tim called his roommate, George Solomon, at 9.32 p.m. This phone call, he told us, he had made from his apartment several miles away. But this cell phone pinged off a tower, which was very close to Karen Pinnell's residence. Tim returned to her house while his friend went to Pasco County. And the police suspect that he's the one that wrote Rock on the Wall. October 28, 2008. Tim is sentenced to life in prison. I think justice was served, but I miss her every day. She was one of a kind. We lost a wonderful human being. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com, that's crystal with a K, for some murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. If you use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, at the checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire order. And orders over $50 get free shipping, so check it out. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.